Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Diet Right Podcast. With Alyssa Miller. And Brooke Miller. Both dietitians. Both moms. Both live in Colorado. From the Midwest. And both quarantined. <laughs> yes, which, you know, this this is probably the time that you guys are still quarantined too by the time that this comes out. I don't know. Hopefully, well, hopefully we're not. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Who knows, you guys? But this is going to be our new intro for the next little bit here. Um, Both quarantined because coronavirus. Thanks, Corona. So um, please be patient with us and my, you know, just be kind because our audio might be a little bit off and I'm recording from a closet. So, you know, it's just same old Diet Ride podcast, you know, and love coming from the closet. Hey guys, I just wanted to sneak in here real quick and remind you that Brooke and I have actually created an incredible online self-guided audio course just for you. It's live right now. Click the link in the description box below to check it out. If you're tired of diets, having anxiety around food, worrying about what to eat, how much to eat, and when to eat, then this course is perfect for you. We take you from where you're at now to a life of food freedom. There's 10 modules filled with audio lectures and journal prompts that will help you dig deep and make lasting change. Okay, thanks for listening. And now back to the show. Yeah, it is so weird to record with you not next to me. So I know, it's kind of sad. It's sad, but let's not expose each other to... That's right. We're doing our part, <laughs> staying home. Yeah. And you should be too. Um, it's funny though, because usually we like get food and hang out and like we're just able to see each other, which is honestly one of the biggest reasons why we started this podcast yeah. was to like hang out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's kind of a bummer that now we're just stuck at home. But luckily we're not stuck at home alone where, you know, we have our families because some people are just like alone. <sighs> yeah. that's. Sweet. I mean, sometimes I'm jealous of them, but most of the time I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I turned to my husband last night and I said, thank God we married our best friend because how much would this freaking suck if we like hated being around each other and we were married? <laughs> There's going to be so many divorces after this. Is Sir- or babies. Could it's, go either way. It's going to be both. It's going to be like <laughs> the, baby, the baby boom and then um, the divorce rates in China. The I divorce guess, boom. I guess the divorce rates went up after this. Really? Yeah, but I mean, I get it. It's like it's high stress and anxiety, and like for sure, if yeah. you're losing loved ones, and I don't know, yeah, I can understand definitely. how it'd be a really stressful time. So, um, and Josh and I seem to be so far doing a good job of like I kind of freak out and he calms me down, and then he freaks out like the next day or whatever, and I calm him down, and we're like mostly pretty stable. But we, it's a nice little like cyclical thing that's happening. And then especially when the kids are home all day, which they always are. This is not new for me. Like, I'm usually home with the kids. They have no idea what's going on. But then when they go to bed and we're both like, wait, what's, is this real? Like, every night we're about to go to bed, we're like, is that really real? Is this happening? It's so weird. It is weird. Yeah, It's an unprecedented time. And we thought we would take this time and talk to you guys today about how to be an intuitive eater when you're feeling sick. 
Yeah. And so this could be like the flu sickness. This could be Corona sickness. This could be morning sickness. This could be a really bad cold. I mean, we're just talking in general when you're not feeling well, how to be an intuitive eater, which is way easier said than done. Yeah, absolutely. I think this, we kind of talked about this a little bit when we talked about our pregnancy episode and like how you're sick during pregnancy totally changes the way that you eat. Um, And that can be true too when you guys are just sick, like dealing with any sort of flu, virus, bacteria, whatever you have going on in your body um, could definitely be adjusting the way that you see food, the way that you feel around food, um, the way that you need food, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. This would be an interesting topic. Very timely for coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, the main thing, if you're feeling sickness, um, like you're having nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, like if you are excreting a lot of fluids, I think the most important thing to focus on is hydration. Um, so mm-hmm. if you guys will drink Gatorade or any electrolytes, electrolyte solution, Um, that's kind of the time that you should be drinking that is when you're losing a lot of fluid. So athletes drink it because they're losing electrolytes in their sweat. It's the same thing. If you're having constant diarrhea or vomiting, that's a good time to rehydrate with water and also electrolytes. Um, so that would be my number one suggestion is to focus on hydration when you are feeling really, really sick. Anything else with that? Yeah, I think hydration is probably number one for kids and adults, you know, anyone who's feeling the effects of sickness. We're sleeping a lot more, so that means actually less time to be eating or getting in those fluids. Um, So that can cause hydration in it of itself. But then knowing, um, you know, some of us may have some, like, reservations around drinking something like Gatorade, maybe like a food roll or some fear around like how much sugar there is in that drink. And I'm guilty of it as well. Um, Definitely when I was back working in a hospital that like, oh, that's such an unhealthy drink. And I have all these like negative comments around it and thoughts around it to just lay those down, relax a little bit and remember that you need to get those electrolytes in and if the way you can do that is through something like Gatorade and that doesn't make you feel worse, then you can do that. It's totally fine to do that. But I will encourage you that there are other ways to get electrolytes in that they're not just Gatorade or things you know bought at the store. You can actually make your own electrolyte um, mixture. I've used tablets before. Oh, gosh, I think they're called Noom tablets. But that's like I the... don't know. I've used the packets before, but I don't know yeah. the brand name. Yeah, when we did RAGBRAI, which uh, shout out to everyone who wants to do RAGBRAI with us this year, aka not Brooke, come on. (laughs) You ride your bike across Iowa in the middle of freaking July and you sweat a ton. So I found these tablets you just drop in water. Anyways, the point of the story is if that's what you can find is Gatorade, great. Drink Gatorade. If you want to make your own or figure out a different solution, that's totally fine too. But don't let fear rule your life. And remember to tune in if you are drinking something like Gatorade or Pedialyte and it makes you feel worse, maybe tune into that because there is a lot of sugar in there, you guys. And it's not to say that's quote unquote bad, but it may be affecting your digestive system in a way that's not conducive or helpful in this Mm -hmm. situation. So just be mindful of that. Um, 
But if that's what you have and it's working for you, great, go for it. We've definitely, you and I have definitely nursed some Gatorades in our life. <laughs> yeah, I had the flu last week, Friday. I had a fever. I was vomiting all day and it, it was just awful. And I just drank Gatorade all day. That's all I could tolerate. But um, another thing I like to do with Gatorade or Pedialyte is add water to it. Because for me, it is oh. too sweet. And so if you like drink some of it or you pour half of it into like a cup, you can add a lot of ice and extra water to it and then it doesn't taste as sweet um, and then it lasts longer too. So you can always dilute it a little bit. Um, so yeah. And even like on ice. runs, like long runs, yeah. they actually alternate, you know, water at one station, then Gatorade at the next, water at another. Um, so yeah, be mindful of your hydration. Uh, we talk to our patients about this all the time, but a good way to monitor your hydration is looking at your pee. Yeah. Look right down in that toilet. Make sure it looks like lemonade. Nice and light, light, light yellow. Not yeah. clear, well, but not dark. Clear. What? It could be clear. It can be clear, but you don't want to, you don't have to shoot for clear. Oh, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, you're right. Because you like, can be overhydrated. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it can be. But if you're overhydrated, one of the ways to tell that you're getting to a point of overhydration, which people can actually die from, is that you have clear pee all the time. Yeah. So be mindful. There is a limit to the amount of water you can drink or Gatorade or whatever. But yeah, you're looking for that like light yellow, no smell really urine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you've been eating asparagus. But it's <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and if you're eating asparagus while you're sick, like, come on, you, that's not a sick food. No. <laughs> Give me the ginger ale. Um, yeah. And just another thing to keep in mind with sickness is it generally is short term. So like morning mm-hmm. sickness, you know, that is a little different. That could last for months. But even when, when morning sickness is lasting months, it's not typically 24 hours a day, like seven days a week for months. It's usually like, yeah, most mornings I feel sick or most nights I feel sick or, you know, there's like a time in the day, at least for my pregnancy, where I did feel like I feel nauseous, you know, in the afternoon. So I know I have to eat a big breakfast so that I can get in, you know, enough nutrition in the mornings because in the afternoons I don't feel very good and all I want is toast or whatever it is mm-hmm. for you. But just know that typically it's short term, just like the flu, just like um, any kind of illness, like if, if it's short term, don't beat yourself up for having Gatorade with sugar in it. Don't beat yourself up for having a lot more carbs. Like I think a lot of us, when we tend to be sick is we go for those carbs. We go for toast. We go for peanut butter toast. We go for bagels. Um, we go for cereal. It's, I don't know. It, it feels like it's easier on your stomach. Crackers, like when you're sick. And don't beat yourself up over it because it's such a short time. And like we had an Instagram post on this a while ago, but how many meals you have in a year, it's like almost 11,000. So if you for a day or two, just don't eat, you know, quote unquote healthy, you don't eat any fruits or vegetables those days, all you eat is just crackers and Gatorade. It's fine. Like in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to make a difference. It's just making sure that you're hydrated, making sure that you get something in your stomach that you can tolerate at the end of the day. That's all you can do. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 1100. I just want to clarify. <laughs> oh, what did I say? 11,000? 11,000. Oh, I was like, wait, that yeah, seems yeah, a yeah, little yeah, high. Yeah, sorry. But maybe it was like your life, no. your lifetime or something. No, I've been <laughs> um, no, that's such a good point though. It's like, and first of all, I want to reiterate that Brooke and I never think you need to beat yourself up over eating certain mm-hmm. foods ever. But especially when we're sick, if people are already struggling with disordered eating or weird food rules, this can exacerbate that and, mm-hmm. and be reminded and be, be encouraged that in this situation, especially you need to drop those food rules 
and focus on your health and well-being first. And then from there, it's actually, and I've talked about this before with being pregnant or being on vacation, like remind yourself it's okay to eat intuitively in those situations and then for every day of the rest of your life. <laughs> like yeah. it's kind of, these kind of reminders are good for us to lose some of our food rolls around like, oh, I thought I would get fat if I had a bagel for breakfast. Well, then I did and nothing changed, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of good for us to notice um, that those carbohydrates, those foods that we tend to reach for, are, are foods we reach for for a reason. It's what our body responds to. It's quick energy. It's, you know, surviving. It's helping our immune system stay stabilized. Um, if we're putting stress on our immune system, stress is like the worst thing you can add Mm -hmm. in any situation, especially illness, um, for our immune system. So if you're stressing about what to eat and, oh, oh my gosh, I can't have pancakes for breakfast. I have to have my smoothie. Like I do every day or, I can't have, you know, these saltine crackers because I'm just going to eat the whole pack and you're stressing about that. That's doing more damage than likely the saltines are doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) to your diet or to your immune system. So to kind of take a deep breath, take a step back, let yourself feel your hunger um, and then responding to it in foods that sound good to you and really giving yourself that time to say, okay, right now I can eat. I'm awake. I'm alert. I'm, you know, I'm ready for something to be in my stomach. What would feel best to me, bar none? Mm-hmm. Like nothing's off the table. What feels good to you? And and a reminder that it's okay to grab foods that are comfort to you. You know, if it's a soup or um, something that your mom used to make when you were a kid or, you know, something packaged that you have in your fridge or freezer or um, pantry, that's okay. Eat what sounds good because that's going to serve your body best and your body really does know what's going to help it and what's going to hurt it. If you have an inkling that that smoothie you drink in the morning is going to make you feel nauseous, it's probably going to make you feel more nauseous. So stick with foods that sound good to you. Yeah. And when the illness is over, you can kind of go back to your normal routine, what you normally eat, what makes you feel good those days. That's totally fine. I remember when I was pregnant, I was so sick. For like 17 weeks and all I could really stomach was bagels, Cheerios, waffles, and pancakes. Like it was that mm-hmm. and, and fruit and cheese. And it's like, that was pretty much my diet um, the whole first trimester. And the old me probably would have been stressed about it thinking like, I'm eating all these carbs alone. I'm not balanced. I'm not eating balanced mm, meals. Yeah. My blood sugar is going to spike. I'm going to crash and I'm going to gain weight. And, you know, it's like nothing happens. Like, I gained, <laughs> look at you still you know, standing. Like, I gained the normal, you know, quote unquote normal pregnancy weight. I didn't, you know, all of a sudden spike, like, oh my gosh, my pants don't fit after a week. It's like, no, like things just progressed. And, you know, if you are pregnant, I think, you know, taking that. Uh, prenatal vitamin is so vital. So take the prenatal because likely if you're sick, you're not going to necessarily be meeting all of your vitamin and mineral needs from foods. You know, in a perfect world, we would be meeting our needs with with foods and then the vitamins just a supplement. But really, if you're really ill, I mean, that that vitamin is so important if you're really not eating a variety of foods. And so even when you're sick with the flu, I think that's a good time. Like if you can stomach to take just a general vitamin, you know, at that time, that's probably not a bad thing to do. It's not going to hurt to take a vitamin. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, typically people can stomach, um, 
those types of pills that don't have iron in them. So be cautious of iron. High iron amounts can make us feel nauseous. So either take them at night or um, try to do it with food or try to get the supplement without iron for the time being. But yeah, just giving yourself that grace and that time to really reflect on um, the fact that this isn't long term. This is for right now and you're doing what you need to do to survive. You know, if you're going to try to listen to diet rules or stay on your keto diet or whatever you're going through, you're probably going to prolong this illness because of stress and because you're not currently nourishing your body. If you're still restricting or trying to do intermittent fasting or you know, whatever that may look like, the restriction is going to be causing the stress and going to be preventing from you getting enough nourishment to your body for your body to be energized enough to fight off a virus or an illness. So please, please, please be mindful of eating not only enough food, but regularly throughout the day while you're awake, while you're alert, while you can eat, (laughs) you know, eat, drink, do something to get something in your belly. Um, you know, it's hard. It's really hard for us to tune into our hunger and fullness cues while we're sick. So you're going to have to do a little bit more digging and a little bit more relying on what's going to work for you right then and and knowing that you need that energy to fight off whatever's your body's battling um, and kind of push past a little bit more of like the rules around like eating for hunger and fullness. You know, this is not a time to be on that hunger fullness diet because likely you may not feel hungry or interested or have an appetite for food at all. But this kind of goes back. We were talking last week with Melissa, actually going back to your why. So focusing on, okay, why am I going to be eating right now? Well, because I'm awake, because I have the energy too, because I feel like I won't get super sick off food. um, And I know that I need it for nourishment. I need it to get past this issue or get past, um, this disease or whatever is attacking you at this time. Um, knowing that you're eating for a higher purpose rather than, Oh, I'm hungry right now. I'm going to honor that. Um, maybe not necessarily what's going on right then and there. Yeah. And I think, um, another thing with the sickness is to keep in mind, same thing with exercise. So like, this is not the time to say, well, every Tuesday I go to this workout class or every Wednesday I, do this specific workout. It's leg day. It's Mm. like, if you're sick, you, you are better off resting and sleeping and drinking fluids than it is to go to leg day and half ass it. If you think about it, like if you're that sick or you're like really battling, your body's fighting off, um, a virus or the flu, or even if you're just like getting over the hump of the worst of it and you decide to go to the gym and work out or, you know, do even do a workout at home, you're likely not going to be able to give that workout your like give it all. Um, you might like only be able to lift like a third of the weight you normally do. It might end up making you even more tired and more lethargic for the next day. Whereas if you would have just rested today and took a rest day tomorrow, you might've felt even better. Like, Oh, now I can kind of ease into it with some yoga or walking or, um, you know, it's easier to kind of ease into it versus like, well, this is, it's Thursday. I have a date with my trainer. It's like your personal trainer will understand or your workout yeah. body will understand if you're ill, you say, Hey, like we need to reschedule. I'm, I'm just getting over this sickness. And honestly, guys like germs too. <laughs> let's yeah, let's stay home. Germs. But, um, I think that's another thing is people get so rigid on like, well, my breakfast every day is this, my workout every week is this. And it's like, there is room to be flexible when you're not feeling well. And that is part of intuitive eating is learning to listen to your body and 
respecting your body and just knowing if I'm sick, I need to rest. Um, just like if your kid was sick, would you, you know, they're vomiting all day. Oh, you need to eat this, this, and this, and you need to, you know, go outside and do, do recess and you need to go to school. It's like, no, we understand that our kids need to rest and sleep and drink fluid. So we need to be, you know, setting that same expectation for ourselves. Yes, girl preach. Holy crap. That was so good. So good. Yes, exactly. This is part of being intuitive when you're not feeling a hundred percent or if you're not even feeling, you know, 50%, you make choices based on how you're feeling in the moment right now. You're not serving a body that's going to wake up tomorrow. You're not serving a body that woke up yesterday. You're serving a body in the moment right now. What feels best? Does that mean take a nap? Does that mean lay down and watch TV? Does that mean, you know, eat this whole sleeve of um, saltine crackers? I just keep using that example because that's what I eat when I'm sick. (laughs) But yeah, um, is that, you know, ordering out, you know, make it simple, make it easy. This is not the time to be like a fourth of my plate needs to be free and half needs to be green vegetables or whatever the current fad is around what your plate should look like. Um, It's the time for what will serve me best now and what will make me feel better, not only maybe physically, but also emotionally and um, just kind of making sure that you're protecting your space and your body and giving your body space and room to heal Mm -hmm. and to um, fight whatever illness that's battling. Um, so yeah, I think that's a big one too, is making things easier. Right. So making sure that you're not like, oh, I, you know, every Thursday I homemade pasta, homemade, blah, blah, blah. No, like, okay, what am I going to do right now? What's going to take the least amount of effort to get food in my body? Is it a frozen meal? Is it ordering pizza? Is it, you know, a takeout soup or whatever that might look like for you? That's okay. Find grace in that. Let yourself feel and eat the foods that will make you feel best. So, and that might be convenience foods that might scare you. And, and that's okay. This is a good time to work through that food fear or to see what else is maybe lurking behind the doors of food rules that um, you didn't even know was there. Yeah. And if you guys are pregnant and going through morning sickness, or if you get coronavirus, like hopefully not, if you get coronavirus, (laughs) if you have a cold, if you have the flu, like if you are sick right now or in the near future and you feel these food thoughts creeping in, like, oh my gosh, I can't eat a car alone. I can't eat at, during this time. It's my intermittent fasting. I didn't eat a vegetable today. I'm so bad. If you feel these thoughts creeping in, guys, then this is why we designed this course. It's for people like you. So all of the people out there who, you know, you think you don't have disordered eating, like Alyssa and I, uh, two years ago would have said, oh, we, we've never had disordered eating. We've never been on a diet, but we had food rules for ourselves. And we believe that like so many of us are like that. We have these food rules ingrained in us that we don't even realize are food rules until we start, like we get in a position where we don't have a choice. Like right now we're quarantined. We wanted to make soup yesterday. We couldn't make soup because the grocery was all out of soup supplies. And so it's like, I ate mac and cheese because that's all I, you know, had at the time at, at my disposal. And like the old me would have been like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm eating mac and cheese. I need to eat something healthy with this, blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, well, this is what it is. We're quarantined. You know, we just got to eat something. And so if you feel these food thoughts kind of creeping in either during this quarantine or during an illness, like, like this course is made for you. And this is why we designed it. It's, it's to work through these feelings and emotions and kind of realize like where they're coming from and how we can, you know, move forward from those thoughts. 
and not feel guilt and shame because the guilt and shame is just killing us guys. Yeah, honestly, honestly. Yes. I love all of that. Sometimes it does take an event like being quarantined or getting sick or going on vacation or not being the one in control of our food system to make us realize some things that are lurking. And like Brooke said, this is exactly why Brooke and I designed this, the course that you guys can link down below if you want to check it out. Um, and the price is going up soon, but is for people like us who didn't think they had disordered eating, but had um, definite food roles that were showing themselves in different times in our lives. And we didn't even know they were happening necessarily for a long time. And Brooke and I have been really open about this, but once we started our podcast is really when some more deeper work has been done that we didn't even know needed to be done. So um, if that, you know, if that explains you at all or talks to you at all, definitely check out our course. Um, we share a lot about our stories and how we've kind of come to where we're at now and being a little bit more understanding with ourselves and gracious with ourselves when these feelings arise and kind of how to handle them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think especially when you're sick, noticing what's bubbling up in you, worrying about, you know, either the quarantine, like worrying about food supply or with different food items that are available to you, what your feelings are towards those, those foods. And if you're constantly thinking or trying to moralize foods, oh, that's a good food. That's a bad food. This is going to help boost my immunity. This is going to make things worse. It, it, that's not how food works. You guys, food is not medicine. Medicine is medicine. Mm -hmm. Food is there to support you and nourish you and make you feel good and comforted and nourished and whatnot, but it can't do all the things for all people. So we need to listen to our own bodies because we're the only one experiencing what our body feels like to live in right now. No one else can tell you, oh, whenever I'm sick, I make this turmeric ginger drink and then all of a sudden in four hours I'm cured. Yeah. Good for you, Nancy. Great yeah. job. <laughs> for me, I want to take a six hour nap and watch Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Everyone's going to be different with what they need. And that's true in sickness times as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really important. And then kind of I touched on this with medicine. But if you have any sort of negative emotions or thoughts around taking medications around being sick, I really encourage you to kind of apply the same intuitive nature um, of eating towards medications or towards you know, treatments for whatever you're going through, because sometimes we can have fears around medications or um, worries or uncertainties around medications. And all that means is that we just need to do a little more research, talk to our doctors more, talk to our trusted healthcare professionals and see what really is going to work for us. Because if you're in a serious situation, like Brooke was saying with pregnancy, that you've been, you know, sick and vomiting all day, every day, and you're struggling from hyperemesis, you may need a medication to keep that at bay in order to then nourish yourself in a way that's productive for you and the baby. So look into that, lean into that fear or that concern about medication. What is it? Is there an alternative that you feel more safe with? Can you explore it? Um, but being realistic with yourself about, like Brooke said, how long this is going to last for if it is pregnancy it may be a long time and it's important to get that sickness under control in a way that's helpful and conducive to you gaining weight and protecting the baby rather than, you know, if a, it's a cold or a flu, well, we can go three or four days without, you know, eating or with throwing up and all we're doing is hydration. That's yeah. okay. So, yeah. So, um, anything else you can think of or do you want to go into reviews and 
Yeah, I think that's pretty much it, you guys. I think it's just taking this mindset again of intuitive eating and applying it to every aspect of your life and then kind of using it as a cool experiment and eye-opening, you know, experience to see how you're feeling around food when you're sick. You know, and and maybe you're going the opposite way where you've been dieting and restricting kind of like that like before you get sick and then when you're sick you're like oh thank god an excuse where I can eat whatever Mm -hmm. I want and then you go so far to the other side where you're now binging on foods that you've been previously restricting it's not that that's bad and absolutely you know that's a first step in realizing that maybe you need to reevaluate your relationship with food and see that you for some reason have put an expectation on yourself that you need an excuse quote unquote Mm -hmm. to eat food well, what's your body going to do anytime that you've been restricting and it needs food? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to make you more sick, you guys. I mean, honestly, our bodies are so powerful. Stress is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It Stress ha- can absolutely present itself in a physical manner. Mm-hmm. So just think of that. You know, if you have been restricting and you get sick a lot, there can be many factors at play that maybe are leading you to binge um, oh, that maybe yeah. we can start to level out and work through and Really work on getting a positive relationship with food so that you know that you don't need an excuse to eat food that sounds good to you and feels good to you. Yeah, that's so so good. It's so true. Like, and if you think about it, guys, like for us that have anxiety or if you're going through a really stressful event, like for some of you, you guys may have just gotten laid off because of coronavirus. And like Mm -hmm. we all take um, stress in a different way when it comes to eating. And so sometimes that can make us nauseous and not have an appetite. Just being this stress out can make us not have an appetite and just knowing like it's coming from stress. You know, these are the kind of the times where sickness and stress is like sometimes we just got to push through it and eat something. And it's like it doesn't really matter what it is. It's just feeling our bodies with some sort of energy. Um, and so just know that, you know, this goes for people who are chronically stressed or just going through a stressful event, a traumatic time. If you're going through grief, like, a lot of the symptoms will feel the same as physical sickness, like that, that mental sickness, um, or grief that you're going through or stress. Um, so this kind of applies to all of those scenarios and, and just, sometimes we just have to power through and like eat something (laughs) and it's like, yeah, is better than nothing. Yeah. Maybe make a list of foods, you know, if, if nothing sounds good when you're healthy next time, make a list of foods that, you can grab easily while you're sick um, that you know are pretty mild. I have actually a stockpile of ramen um, because when I'm sick, like have the flu or cold, ramen is a great source of sodium for me. Um, It's easy to eat, super gentle on my belly. So I have a full stock of that. And uh, now I'm very grateful because coronavirus, I have a stock of ramen in my basement. Yeah. So um, you guys also want to take this opportunity as we're wrapping up too to let you know that our hearts and um, our prayers are with you guys during this coronavirus time. We know this is a very serious, you know, issue. And that's why Brooke and I are staying home and keeping everyone healthy. Um, We hope that it's passed by the time this episode comes out, but in the event that it's not, we just want to let you know that we're thinking of all of you. Um, And my favorite quote that I've been working on every day during this time is to focus on the good because when you do, the good gets better. And it's so true in times like this, like focus on the good that's coming out of this virus or this attack or whatever and focus on what has it brought you? What kind of joy can you see in this situation? Because if we focus on the negative, even if it's heartbreaking negative, you know, losing people or losing our jobs or not sure if we're going to have food on the table or um, rent money or whatnot, 
that can get really overwhelming and really stressful really quickly. So I'm not saying those things aren't important and not worth your time thinking about (laughs) or working problem solving through, but to focus on what good has come out of this because your, your demeanor starts to change. So I've been really enjoying Corona memes. I know some people find them offensive, but I think they're pretty funny. My (laughs) quote has been, I'd like to cancel my three month trial of 2020. Not impressed. (laughs) Do not recommend. I was like, yes, like 2020 has been so freaking rough. It's been the worst. Like, oh, Australia went up in flames. Right. Australia went in flames. Kobe Bryant died and his daughter and all those other people on the helicopter. Um, Oh, my gosh. Our daylight savings. (laughs) My husband was in the hospital. My son's been in the hospital. It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, let's just be it's healthy. It's been bad guys. globally and personally. So. Yeah. Okay. Like, Here we are. I said focus on the good and now we're fine. I know. It was. But, you know. Okay. Let's get into reviews because this is positive. Yeah. Okay. So. So I'll read um one of our reviews. This is. Well, real quick. Hold oh, on. Yeah. So I wanted to say we're still doing a giveaway. Yes. So you guys can win um the intuitive eating book, health at every size book, fit snacks, snacks, diet, riot, merch. And all you need to do to enter is write us a written review on iTunes. It's and an Amazon it. gift card. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I almost yeah. forgot. An Amazon gift card, you guys. Hello. Um. So all you need to do is enter to write a written review. Those written reviews are really what get us um like noticed or recognized on other people's pages or recommended is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um. And we really want to boost us up above some of the diet culture crap that's out there because there's a lot of podcasts that are spewing diet culture crap. So that's why we're here. Um, so please give us a review if you like the podcast. And you also can get an extra entry by sharing on social media mm-hmm. about our podcast. Just make sure to tag us. And then Brooke will also read your written review live on our episode. So take it away. Yeah. So this one is from March 6th, uh, Lilia61. It says, I have learned that I have years of diet culture to undo. I'm almost 60 years old. Your podcast has made me realize how much diet culture in my diet history has affected my relationship with food and my body. I never thought I was a chronic dieter. I never did the fad diets with a name, but I've always been aware of counting calories, counting macros, and have a history of over-exercising in order to burn more calories. Thank you for the encouragement. I still have a long way to go, but I'm hopeful that I can still heal my relationship with food. So good. That was awesome. You guys, yes, this is what we're talking about. This is why we created this course. This is why we created this free 99 podcast, you guys. This is free content for you every week, every Tuesday, helping you on your intuitive eating journey. Maybe you're just dipping your toe in. Maybe you think you have a long way to go or whatnot, but really this is accessible to you right now. And if you want a little more help, we did create a course um, that will literally hold your hand and teach you and give you the tools to do the work. Um, And that is linked below. It's on a special right now for launching and then the price will go up and there will never be this low again. So make sure to check that out if you're interested. It's taking you from where you're at now to a life of food freedom um, and beyond. So thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you grab the course while it's still on its low price. Yeah. And Make sure to contact us if you want to hear anything special on our podcast because we do take requests. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Message us as usual if you guys have any questions or requests. Otherwise, you can drop um, content requests in the written review. So, if you want to write about some topics that you would like to hear about, you can write that in the written review. Or if you have a favorite episode or two, feel free to list that in the review. I like. 
I personally, when I look at podcast recommendations, I read through the reviews. And if there's a specific episode people have talked about, like, oh, I love this one, that's the first one I listen to. And so if you guys do have a favorite topic or two that we've covered, one that really hit home for you, feel free to list that in the um, in the reviews because that'll just help the next person out because we want to make sure that people who are listening for the first time find an episode that really resonates with them. Um, so that's the goal. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode and maybe by then we'll be in person. Who knows? Yes, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs>